Facts of Faith on SAFM. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith. I am Nayer Lupondwana with you until 11 o'clock. As I always say, it's supposed to be an hour, but it's not. It's effectively what? 53 minutes. So let's use it wisely. We begin by taking your calls today. You heard how we dealt with the program last week. We're focusing on men. 0891-104207. 0891-104207. Same question, really. What is God's mandate this time around for women? Last week, we were asking, what is God's mandate for men? And you heard many answers and some not really answers, but hey, uh, that's what they called them. So today, we try and get the very same answers, if not more, from our guests. And so we're trying to understand, is there really a mandate for women from God? Or is it something that we have manufactured as society just so we can have them do things our way? Many even allege that these scriptures that we want to quote are very very oppressive toward the woman to the point that, and I've heard this by many theologians, alleging that you will find Proverbs 31 for women. There is no such Proverbs 31 for men. Why? Why would we have a piece of scripture that exclusively focuses on a gender and not on the other as though one has a chapter-long responsibility for the family and another nothing? So we're going to find out from you. Do you know of any scripture, except for Proverbs 31, that one's an obvious one, that points to the mandate, God's mandate for women? Facts of Faith begins right now. You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or of that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. Facts of Faith begins right now. Now, let me introduce you to our guest for this morning. We do have in the studio, and we're ever so grateful when guests take their time off to come to the studio. It makes our conversation very fluent. Uh, we do have Pearl, Apostle Pearl Coupe, attorney, <laughs> activist, international consultant, author, and founder of Hebrew Meatwife. Good morning to you, ma'am. And Good thank morning. you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good morning, Dr. Lupondwana, and thank you so much. Good morning to all the SAFM listeners, and I know we're going to have a fruitful discussion with you as the presenter, definitely. <laughs> I trust. So we also do have our guest on the phone, Mualima Teacher. That's what, they, by the way, that's what they always emphasize. Julius Nyerere was called Mualimu. And that's what uh, I see here, something to that fashion. Mualima, teacher. Fatima Abrahams, deputy chairperson of the MJC, the Muslim Judicial Council, Women's Forum, and principal of the Darul Islam Hafiz School. Good morning to you, ma'am. And thank you also for agreeing to talk to us. Good morning. Good morning, sir. 
All right. Uh, as I said, we want to take your calls right from the bed. 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207. Send your text messages to our SMS line, which is 40938. Write it down. Save it on your phone. 40938. 0891-104-207. If you're on social media, you can find us on Twitter there as at SFM Radio and the hashtag is hashtag Facts of Faith at SFM Radio. Let's begin our conversation beginning with you, Apostle. When we speak of God's mandate, is it only found in Proverbs 31 or is there a broader, more focused, perhaps more genuine mandate for God giving, giving it to women? Well, I think it's always appropriate to start at the beginning when you talk about mandates and foundation. And of course, in the beginning, we have to go back to Genesis, the book of Genesis. And in Genesis 1, specifically verse 27, it talks about when God was creating man. And 127 specifically talks about um, as he was creating man, it says male and female, he created them. He created them. So for me, you cannot go back to the mandate of a woman unless and until you go back to Genesis 1. The same mandate that he gave to man, because it says he spoke to them, he blessed them and gave them dominion. So, um, you know, the, the, the mandate that was given to the man for me is the same mandate that was given to woman. It didn't say he gave the male species only. It says male and female, he created them and he blessed both of them. In other words, male and female. And he gave them both the dominion mandate, which was to subdue and um, to take authority and to have dominion. So the mandate of a woman for me is no different from the mandate of a woman. Okay. It's to subdue. It's to take dominion, have authority. He gave that mandate to women as well, male and female. Okay. So the- there is nothing exclusive to women. No, there's nothing exclusive. I think for me, Proverbs 31 um, was a, a a very specific kind of mandate, and I believe uh, God would would understand some of the societal um, challenges that we'd have, socialization of women. And for me, that scripture was an encouraging scripture to women to say that this is who you are. Don't lose your identity. This is the capacity that you have. Um, so don't lose your identity in societal pressures and culture. That's not not aligned to kingdom culture. Okay, and your opinion that is not God's mandate for women. Well, like I say, there's a general mandate, and then there's a more specific mandate. That's what we're looking for today. Is there a specific mandate for women? Well, uh, you know, I'll still go back to the fact that there's a general mandate. For me, Proverbs 31 just serves as a reminder. It's just it's it's a reminder of who we are, that we are to subdue. And Proverbs 31. Where did you get that identity of who you are? If you're saying it's a reminder, where did you get the original identity that you're now reminded of in Proverbs 31? Well, it's 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 in terms of talking about who we are. Galatians three twenty seven talks about who we are. Yeah, but Galatians three twenty seven did not happen before Proverbs or Genesis. Yes, but in Genesis, I mean, Genesis, of course, male and female, he created. So that is our beginning and our starting point. Okay. So from there, we were created in his image. That is our identity right there. As females, we are not subservient afterthoughts uh, who were just brought out, you know, oh, by the way. But in the beginning, it says God created man in his image, male and female. So we were created from the very beginning, not as an afterthought, but as as purposefully, intentionally and deliberately we were created. And we were still created to have that same dominion mandate. 
I, I, just to follow that train of thought, mm-hmm. as a brief detour, you're saying women were not an afterthought. No. And yet when you observe throughout Genesis 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. God seems to be looking at all his creation without the woman and then says, wait, it's not good for the man to be alone. And then comes in the creation of the woman. I'm not asking that we should debate that part, but yeah, I'm simply saying because, that part is, yeah, is, is, is following. And, the, and there's a lot. I mean, we have to go dig deep into yes. that word alone. What does it mean to be alone? Yes. You know, so that probably is for another day. Otherwise, we could indeed. discuss this, this, indeed, this, indeed. this whole episode. So we must understand the meaning of alone. Um, as I always tell people, you can have a body, somebody next to you. So the absence of a human physical body does not mean that you're not alone okay so there's a depth to that word okay. alone all right all, all right. i want us to understand is that male and female yes he created them yes and so woman was created from the very beginning hmm. god does not do things like by mistake and think oh okay i didn't do this right you know he's intentional about what he does he's purposeful about what he does and he did that in genesis 1 he was intentional about creating both male and female giving them the same mandate um, which was to have dominion to take authority and um, to subdue now what he does to answer your proverbs 31 thing is what he does, he breaks down the mandate, not just to women, but even to men throughout scripture. So for instance, in Luke 19, when we read Luke 19, 11, 13, Jesus says, occupy and do business till I come. That's another mandate right there in terms of uh, take authority, um, do take authority over the business gate. But it doesn't take away from our Genesis 1 original general mandate, which was to have dominion in all spheres, uh, whether it's the, the business sphere, the economic sphere, the governmental sphere, the communication sphere, um, every sphere, the family sphere, the religious sphere, the worldview sphere. So that mandate was given at the very beginning to say, occupy in all spheres of life, possess every gate of life, um, have dominion over every domain. And then he goes to breaking it down concerning family. This is how you do it. Okay. Concerning communication. This is how you do it. Concerning government. Yes. This is how you, you take dominion. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll chew on that. I'm so itchy to chew on that right now. I know now. you are. Let's bring in the teacher Fatima Abrams. Um, from the Muslim perspective, is there God's mandate given to women? Um, in actual fact, um, there is a mandate, but uh, as the woman just said that the mandate is equally like the, the men. But in Islam, there is, I just want to read a verse from the Quran that says, yes. uh, uh, God says in the Holy Book, He said, Ya ayyuhannasit, Ya Oh, you mankind. He's not only speaking to Muslims, he's speaking to all kinds. Whether you're Christian, Hindu, whatever, he's speaking to yes. all mankind. And he says, uh, f- be conscious of God, the one who has created you from one, from a soul. That means a soul, right? And from that one soul, he has created its mate. That means there is a man and a woman. Right. For, forgive me, for, forgive me, Fatima, yes, for interrupting. Yes. Kindly tell yes, us where yes. you're reading that from. Uh, the, from the, 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 the surah, I mean, yeah, the, the surah and, and the verses, please. Oh, the surah is from um, Surah Tunisia, the first verse in Surah Tunisia. Twenty-one. Right? 
the, the surah of, of women. It's, it's a surah that's specially dedicated. It's a verse. It's a chapter that's specially dedicated to women. And that but surah is? Of, that is surah Tunisa, they call it in Arabic. Surah Twen- Tunisa, the surah of women. No, no, the, the, it is surah Tunisa. I think it is the fourth surah. Fourth surah. There you go. All right. Yes. And the verse? Yeah. And the verse, the first verse. All right. All right. Go ahead. Read it. Can you read it in English for us kindly? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it here in English. It means, oh, mankind, be conscious of your Lord who created you from a single soul. And from, from that, he created its mate. And from that spread countless of men and women. So what does it say? It says there that women and men are equal. They are equal. That means they equally need to praise their God. They equally need to thank their God. And they equally need to worship their God. And the God will reward them equally. But then God says in another, in another uh, verse, He says, He says that men has a, a, a level higher than women. It doesn't mean he's in authority. Which which which, which 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 verse is that? That is, I think also in I didn't write all the verses down because I thought you wouldn't ask me for that. But it is also in Surah Nisa. Okay. Right. It's also in Surah in the same Surah. Okay. Right. And where God says that men men has a a a a state how can I say a level higher than women. It means that he is kawamun means he is the maintenance. The maintenance. You see, we are equally in, in, in worshipping, equally in thanking, equal in working with one another, equal in associating with one another. But men has that maintenance where he needs to provide, he needs to look after, he needs to protect women. That is what God gave in the Quran to, to the Muslim people. And he also says, and for women, in, uh, as well as for men, they are equal. They are equal. That means it, if you say they are equal, it doesn't mean they are the same. We are not both the same. But we are equal in, in thinking, in, equal in understanding. But we have different circumstances. If a mouse uh, should now run uh, 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 in front of a woman. She will have a different uh, expression than that what a man has. A man will maybe kill the mouth, but a, a woman might scream. That is, they are not the same, but they are equal in, in, in reasoning, equal where the God is concerned, equal where the duties and the mandate from God is concerned. And for that, uh, God will uh, reward them Equally. And also, uh, I think, uh, as my, uh, uh, and women has rights over them to what is reasonable, but man has a degree over them. So what it says is that he is our, he needs to provide for us, he needs to look after us, he needs to uh, protect us. That means for the women as well as the children. Okay. 
All right. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to follow what you're saying. I'm going to start with yes. the very first verse you quoted for us, and then I'll go yes. to another verse that is generally quoted when it comes to this yes. issue and that very same Surah Al-Nisa. Yes. It reads, I'm reading verse 1 of Surah 4. Um, o people, observe your Lord, the one who created you from one being. And we, yes. all, be- we all believe that one being to be this is Adam, this correct? Is Adam. Adam. Yes. yes. So they were women were not created at the same time or equally as Adam. Women were created from one being, which is Adam. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Correct, yes. All right. Which which yes. from the very onset creates a distinction of not equal. These be- beings are not equal. But then again, uh, we, we we're playing with words here, I suspect. And it continues yes, and created from it its mate. Then spread from the two many men and women. You shall regard God by whom you swear and regard the parents. God is watching over you. Did I read that correctly? Correctly. I want to zoom over to the very same surah, verse 34. Chapter 4, verse 34. And this is one that has been condemned Oh, so many times, and I'm hoping you'll be one of the guests that will be giving us some insights as to how to interpret this, because one reading of the verse in the very same translation and transliteration seems to alter when we come to this verse. I'm going to read it. Surah chapter 4, verse 34. reads, the men are made responsible for the women. Yes, sir. Men are responsible for women. It continues. And God has endowed them with certain qualities, and made them the bread earners. The righteous women will cheerfully accept this arrangement. The righteous women. The righteous women, according to the Quran, will accept that men have qualities that women don't have, to the point that God made them above the woman. And then it continues, since it is God's command. You obey this if you're a righteous woman, since it's God's command. It clearly states it, God's commandment. And honor their husbands during their absence. If you experience rebellion from the woman, you shall first talk to them. Then you may use negative incentives like deserting them in bed. Then you may also, last alternative, beat them. If they obey you, you are not permitted to transgress against them. God is most high Supreme, full stop, close quote. Did I read that correctly? Correctly, correctly. Okay. Therein but, lies the but, issue. But, but to read it as is, does not give you the, 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 what the God really reflects. You cannot, Quran is, a, is, 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 it cannot just be taken like, because the Arabic language has different meanings. And many a time the English is not like, I'm going to say, you don't grasp the, the, the real meaning of it. But because it is God's word, we believe God has a, has that mercy for us, and He wants. He is if it is God's word is not what we perceive in our mind. Yes, yes. you understand what I mean. I, I fear so that, that would is, be your retort when we speak, read that verse. You 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 were okay with the translation with the first verse, and then now everything changes when it comes to this verse. I, I understand, and I will. No, 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 no. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not like that. As I said, the English cannot give you the. the in a, in a, in a, in a meaning of what God is saying. Do you understand what I mean? 
Yeah, yes, I understand. I understand. I, I, I don't want us to get bogged down by that one verse because we have done this also many times. I want us to move on. Yes. So do we then appreciate the fact that, and I, I understand, I like the fact that you said we are equal but not the same. What yes. is the distinction there? Equal means that I, I understand. Women, I understand what equal yes. means. I want you to say, when you say yes, yes. we're not the same, what is it that is not same? The same means like, um, look, I am a woman. Even my, my structure, how I look, does not look Anatomy. like a man. Okay. I don't look like a man. You All understand right. what I mean? Right. That is That is what I mean, not the same. But it does not mean equal means in your your, your, your behavior, your action, your, your, your action towards God. That is equal. Different means that I do not look, a woman does not look like a man. Okay. But and, the and, mandate... And, 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 is the mandate the same? The is, mandate, it, is it equal man- or is it the same as that of the man? The mandate is, 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 is equal. The mandate is equal. Okay. The only mandate that, that the man has in our religion is that he is our protector. Uh, he needs to protect us. He needs to look after us. Okay. So it is not yes. equal or the same. There is a distinction between the mandate for men and that for women. Am I getting that yes, correctly? Yes. Okay, so when we speak of the mandate of women and men, and the reason why we're drawing this distinction is because many have alleged that it is because of this conflation and confusion. Men doing women's duties and women doing men's duties, and that is why the family environment is so distorted. And now we have society that is distorted, and as such, we have our future that, in fact, our past, is testament of what our future just might be. It might just be an exacerbation of what has happened thus far. And that's why we're asking the question, is it possible that perhaps we don't know what we're supposed to be doing? Men don't know what, what their job is and what women don't know their job is. Is it possible, Fatima? Yes, it's possible. You see, nowadays, men are so lax. They, they, many of them don't even know what is the, the mandate. Oh, men are and because lax. Yeah, you okay. understand what I mean. Okay. And also because women are now in, in, in this, the area that we are living in, I see that so many women are going out for, for knowledge. They're going out for knowledge and they're going to seek what is the, the mandate that God has given them. Okay. Because that's the reason they are surfacing. You understand? For that reason they are what? They are, uh, they are seen in, 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 in community. They are more vibrant oh, because okay. of them more eager to go and learn what the mandate is. Okay. Now, to both of you, um, we seem to have uh, this uh, general uh, state of affairs where mm-hmm. we're all supposed to be doing the same thing. And I would like to pose the question to you also, Pearl. Is it possible that men don't know what they're doing or that they're supposed to be doing and women don't know what they're because we have this general Absolutely. mandate that says we're all supposed to have dominion over everything Anyway, absolutely. Um, I think there's, um, you know, there's been a problem in terms of how uh, society has defined our roles. Um, Society. Yeah, the societal culture and society has played a large role in redefining the mandate that God gave us for me. For instance, if we look at how society um, portrays women. Every time you'll see women, you'll see them in a magazine. They sexualize women. Um, women. I've seen men in magazines also, sexualize <laughs> also. Just hold the thought. I'm going to come back to you. Okay. Just take the cricket crossing and then we'll come back and give you more opportunity to we'll expound on that thought. Five days to go. go, go, go.
for the 100th birthday of the late Reginald Oliver Tambo. Hashtag Oliver Tambo 100. Our best conversations are the ones we have with you. Call us on 0891-104-207. Tweet at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Naye Lupondwana on Facts of Faith. We're in conversation with two of our guests for this morning's question. What is God's mandate for women? And joining us to give us some insights and some perspective. And would love yours, by the way. We do have Pro Cooper and Fatima Ibrams. They're giving us some perspective, some insights. And invaluable, as I say. They're very important that you listen to them. You were saying <laughs> women are sexualized? Yes, I was talking about the role that society, societal values yes. and culture also plays in redefining the mandate. Um, for me, the original mandate will always come from the blueprint of God. And he set very clearly the mandate, like I said, in Genesis 1, going back to 27. He talked about... Um, a number of issues around there, around taking dominion, um, having having authority, all of those things. That's yes. a general mandate yes. that has been given to both male and female. Having said that, um, God breaks down. I mean, he talks about governmental issues. He talks about the different domains and spheres, etc. And then even he talks about the family. So when it comes to family, he has a specific uh, uh, protocol. That pertains to family. So yes. I want us to, to, to have that discussion on that basis, that even though we have a general foundational mandate that's been given to both male and female, um, you have spheres, you have governmental spheres, you have all of that. And there are specific um, protocols that he sets according to those spheres. And family, there's a, a very specific protocol. Let's, let's, now, let's what, get into what, it. What, what I've said, what I wanted to say in terms of... Um, how how society has played a very definite role in terms of redefining this. And so you have aspects where men are, are expected to um, play a role in terms of providing for the family. And again, we go back to Genesis, where God said, you till the garden. But he said that to both of them. Remember? Yes, he did. He yes. did say that. But to, but right. that's why in Proverbs, the woman also has to get property and trade with ships. Yes. She also has a, a like man. the merchant ship. She like. doesn't do it, but she's like the merchant. She's ship. like the merchant ship. She's yes. out there to barter, to mm-hmm. trade, um, you know, to sell royal cloth, purple cloth, all yes. of those like Lydia, yes. all of those. So the business mandate and provision mandate is also a part of uh, for the women. Yes. But what I'm saying in terms of society, um, history, um, historical issues that have happened to us as as a history, uh, you know, where it's it's redefined some of the roles that we are supposed to play. As as I've said before on this show, we have nine million fatherless children in this nation, not because their fathers are dead but because um, their fathers are somehow not providing for the children. That tells us automatically that somehow their value system was impacted, was affected. So You, they, you took a detour, just as you were saying, in the family. A dude? Y- y- yes. Oh, a detour. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, yes. I thought you said a d- dude whore. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and you, just as we were talking about the family. Family, yes. yes. What are these protocols, these responsibilities, 
Are, are they clearly designated in the Bible? Yeah, I mean, they're designated in the Bible Um, in terms of family roles. uh, It has been said that anything with two heads is a monster. So you don't want to have a two-headed monster. So in terms of the family protocol, um, there is one head, according to the Bible, that there's the headship is given to the husband. And take note that I said husband, not boyfriend or or (laughs) anything else. So um, in a kingdom relationship, which is, um, uh, you know, it's validated by the aspect of marriage. So in a kingdom marriage relationship, then the head of the household is, is is the husband. And that's to make sure that there's order. That's to make sure that there's no confusion. Um, that, that's not to say that the husband ha- doesn't have any duty um, to, to talk to his wife or to decide, make decisions together as a family. You know, it is just to say that there is um, order in the family and the order actually is for the husband insofar as he himself is submitted to Christ. So there's an expectation that he is ex- expected to submit to Christ. So to the degree that he himself is submitted to Christ is the degree that he is given authority to lead the family. And that you find also in Genesis? No, not in Genesis. No, that's, that's all through. No, remember what I said? Yes. I said from the beginning that the original mandate is in Genesis 1. That's our foundational scripture. Then I said all throughout scripture, you will find that God lays protocols um, in terms of, of mandates, business de- mandate. There's a mandate in terms of, of government and how the ecclesia should rule and govern. There's a mandate, even environmental mandate, how we should treat the earth. You know, in, in terms of jubilee and letting it rest for every seven years. There's a mandate in terms of how the family should, should run together. There's a mandate for the church, okay. the operation of the church, which is in Ephesians 4.11. Uh, and, and also so we there have... There are mandates throughout the Bible. Okay. And we can't divorce Genesis 1 from all those other mandates because they're breaking down now okay. the general mandate that is contained in mm. Genesis 1. All right. Please be kind to us and, and, and share with us the texts that you're suggesting exist in Scripture that say uh, in so far as he's submitted to Christ. All right. And also I want you to chew on the text that I'm going to read to you and we're going to go to the text messages and also the calls. Genesis chapter 3 verse 16, the infamous verse as far as many, many women and I don't know if that's the case with you. It reads to the woman he said this is what he says to the woman not to the general populace of the world at the time Adam or Eve it was just to the woman to the woman he said I will make your pains in childbearing very severe with painful labor you will give birth to children your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you Mm -hmm. all right just chew on that and then when we come back from the callers and the text messages we'll ask you to enlighten us as to what your interpretation is as far as that is concerned let's go to Nell Sprite Felix good morning morning good morning thank you for taking my call go ahead Felix oh yes I just wanted to say that our argument is based on one thing as this argument is based on the fact that we consider God as the center of our religion. Now, the problem is this. No one has seen God. No one has ever seen God. And the probability that anybody is ever going to see God is very slim. But my take is this, that all the things we say about God is actually we manufacturing it. God does not have a need. 
God will never have a need because he has everything. God is everything. So the, the probability of him having a need does not arise. The need to have a mandate comes from man. Man has needs. Felix, has I don't know if we're talking them. about the same thing. We're looking for the mandate of women, God's mandate to women. Do you know of any yes, from I, Scripture? I, that, what I'm trying to say is this. God will never give any mandate to anyone. Okay. It is we that we are manufacturing that mandate in okay. order to control each other, to okay. control ourselves. Because God can never have a need, so he will never have a mandate to anyone. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Felix. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to Aslam. Oh, no, no, no. That's ZD in Durban. Good morning, ZD. And your guest as well. I say that, you know, since 1400th century when the Quran was revealed, times have changed, things have changed. Look at the economy of the country today. Look at what's going on around. Women have to work to uh, to, uh, to assist in the, in the household because sometimes men are unemployed or they can't get a job or something uh, to that effect. But things have changed. The economy has changed. Everything has changed. People are not living in the world, in that, uh, women are not living in that world where you have to stay at home and do the necessary, the chores and, you know, the, and the baby makers and all that sort of thing. Women now work because of valid reasons. I think the, uh, due to the economy, so that's why most people don't follow uh, the, the parts of the Quran. Although what does all, the Quran say, Zati? The Quran says that women should not work. Like the lady said, uh, um, your guest said, Fatima, I think, eh? Yes. Uh, like she said, uh, uh, that uh, what is revealed in Surah An- Anisa, Anisa, right? Yes. Uh, Anisa means a woman, about woman. Okay. Right? So therefore, it's, uh, it's, uh, what is revealed in the Quran then is that's what it's supposed to be. But because of the economy of this country and because of the lifestyle that we are leading, we no longer can follow that part of that Quran. That was revealed 1400. So the Quran becomes irrelevant because of the changing times. Because of the changing times. Wow. You know, because people are working. You find most Muslim women are working. I'll I'll give an opportunity there, Fatima, to respond. Just let her finish her point. Go ahead, Zeddi. Most uh, Muslim women are working these days because of the economy, because we, we all know the rule that men are supposed to uh, care for us, men are supposed to be our bodyguards, men are supposed to do everything for us, because men don't have children. They're not weakened by society. Uh, in society. We are weakened. Women are weakened by having children and going through that tough go. We, uh, we play more of the role. So men's duty is to work and support. That is the rule of our beloved Prophet, وسلم, and that is the rule of the Quran. Uh, you, uh, it's not revealed by God. God revealed it to the Prophet, the Prophet revealed it to us. So according to you, Z.D., the Qur'an, as written or penned down by the scribes who were dictated to by Muhammad, is irrelevant. Quite frankly, it's not the word of God because it can be negated by the changing times. Everything was man-made. You know, when a question, Ah. you you last had the question when a lady said, was Prophet Muhammad... You'll get the chance there, Fatima, just let her finish. uh, Was Prophet Muhammad uh, not literate? Right, he was he was unlettered, not 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 littered. He was unlettered. Let's unlettered. go down that path there. Is that okay, no, right. I just want to reveal that to you because we asked the question. We've had this conversation before, okay. and many of Muslim scholars have disagreed even on that point. So let's not go down that path. Thank you very oh. much, Zadi. I appreciate your call. Okay, let's you go welcome. to Aslam and Peter Meritzberg. Aslam. Thank you very much, Zadi. I appreciate your call. Okay, you are Aslam. Aslam, I need you to switch off your radio and talk to us kindly. Okay, sir. Hello, sir. Yes, go ahead, Aslam. Okay, uh, good morning. How are you all? Well, thank you. Go ahead. We don't have much time, Aslam. Go ahead. Get to it. Okay. Uh, in my view, every human is equal. 
right? Yeah. Uh, and everyone has different mandates. God has sent us with different man- mandates into the world. Take, for example, the business place. Everybody is equal in the business place. Yes, but the boss got a different mandate. The person that's uh, doing the accounts, he has a different mandate. So they are, they are made and they cook for that mandate. Where do you a get lady, your mandate there, Aslam? What do you say? Where do you a get lady, your mandate? My, my mandate? Yes, you're saying everyone has a mandate. Where did you get that from? Is it from the Bible, from the Quran, from your imagination? Where do you get no, your actually, mandate? That's what my understanding of the Quran. Uh, okay. Everyone has different understandings. But From my where? Understanding is, where? Where in uh, the Quran do you get that understanding? Uh, basically from, from, from the, the preachings of our priests. That's where I got it from. Yes, I need you to share with us the surah and verse where you, so that we can read for ourselves. Remember, we're sharing information. Yeah, no, I don't have that information. Uh, this is okay. my understanding. Okay. All right. So go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Islam. So, so, so everyone has different uh, mandates. So a lady is built to be uh, to be, to be a human engineer, to uh, to to engineer uh, to, uh, to to uh, to to reform uh, society. You need good people. You need mothers uh, for society to be perfect. If if you just put anyone to look after our children, what will happen to our society? If you just give everyone, anyone, and anybody a responsibility, like a, a person as a doctor, if you just get anyone to work in hospitals to conduct operations. What's going to happen to society? Okay. So somehow, for children to be brought up, God has given uh, women natural instincts to bring up, uh, natural quality oh. to bring up women. Got it. Okay, got it. i got to move Thank on. Thank you, you very Thank much, Aslam. Let's go to Madwa. Good morning, Madwa. Good morning, Naya. Go ahead, sir. Naya, I want to make a comment that says, uh, if we were to stick uh, to the Bible and the Quran and says we are going to uh, conduct ourselves, hundred uh, percent in terms of what it dictates uh, would all be irrelevant and a lot of troubles would emerge in society uh, as you would know there's a lot of, of, of prejudice and, and and you know dangerous remarks uh, uh, made mentioned by uh, perhaps in this case by the Bible around homophobia and some other uh, cultural intolerances I want to agree with the caller that says perhaps we need to to un- undertake some form of transforming or adapting the scriptures to you know today's circumstances uh-huh. and it has been it has been something that has been happening throughout history whereby churches has, have undergone uh, transformation and some adaptation of the scriptures has, has taken away uh, you, you can imagine if, if, if we were to use uh, uh, what is mentioned to be god's words as a blueprint the crisis we would be in the political chaos will be in so i want to agree with the callers that are saying to ensure that society is not is not pushed towards barbarism, uh, religious scriptures have to be undertaken through a process of adaptation. And Hold on, Madoka, you, you just took me to another point. Did you just say that scriptures take people to a level of religious barbarism? <laughs> no, yeah, there's a lot of chaos, as I've said earlier on, that would, that would, that would be in if is, we is were that to... what you're saying there, Matwa? Yes, that there is yes, barbarism that's in religion? Said, that's what I've said. Okay. Hence, hence you, you've got, you've got what, it's, what is mentioned as, 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 as in terms of African uh, religion. Uh, black churches, there's a word that they use. Uh, I, I just forgot the word. It's out of my mind now. It, it, it liberation theology, how they interpret the Bible... To, to, to mean that it's not good and it's not God uh, created 
to be a slave of another man. You know, that's adapting and, and, and uh, what the scriptures say, are saying, because the reality is that the scriptures are more perpetuating conformist behavior. Do you, you believe know? that there, there is a mandate for a particular gender given by God, Madwar? I'm of the view that if we, we, we are to take society forward, that we, we should adopt a view that says there's no particular uh, uh, God-given uh, uh, mandate for that, a gender. that is specific to a particular gender. So the, 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 the Apostle Coupe is incorrect to say that the Bible is the blueprint. Quite frankly, it's a blueprint for barbarity. That's what you're saying. Yes, Naya. And the Apostle must, 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 you know, must, must appreciate the fact that the views that the Apostle does have should undergo some transformation themselves in order that the Apostle does not live in a life that is isolating uh, the Apostle self. Okay. All right. We'll help them respond. Both of them are itching okay. to respond. Fatima wants to respond. And also the Apostle is, is, is aching to respond. I'm going to read some text messages, Absolutely. take a break and come back and give them an opportunity to rebut what you just said right now. The text messages sent to uh, 40938. Beg your pardon. 40938. That's our SMS line. We'll take a break and come back and read the text messages. Go. Naye Lupondwana on Facts of Faith. We're in conversation with our guests and most importantly yourselves, our guests are Pearl Cooper and Fatima Abrahams from the very, very difficult question. We get so many answers and I'm hoping that we're listening to these answers very clearly. I want to read some text messages so that we can have our guests responding to all at a go. One text message reads, this one's from BM by the way, First Peter 3 verse 1 to 6 indicates the relationship between a woman and her man. And verse 7, the man's responsible response towards his wife it's bm thank you very much bm uh, however doesn't tell us what that mandate is or is that what perhaps the apostle was talking about continue to read there is not the slightest bit of evidence of god's existence just a man-made myth a silly superstition it's david durbin thank you dave another one says god first created a man and then made a woman from the man's rib nor was a man and so were abraham israel moses aaron joshua jesus christ and his apostles in fact god sent a man as a sacrifice to be a ransom for lost humanity who will also return return and take the redeemed to heaven sonny and bloomfontein what exactly do you mean by that sonny we're talking about women today another one says islam teaching is clear men's are Okay, I'm assuming that's supposed to be men, are the leaders of women. Not often we hear Muslim women complain of being abused as a result of Islamic law, except media agenda. Okay, that one is not signed. Uh, Another one says, Joel 2, verse 28, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy clearly. The Spirit of God is the authority and the permission giver to both men and women to speak as he gives revelation, often expressed as common sense or plain wisdom as to what is required of us. Live justly in humble fellowship with God and love one another. Jesus said in Mark 10, 2, verse 10, chapter 10, verse 2 and 6, or verse 2 to 6, to the disciples regarding divorce issues and being male and female, that they, men, are so hard to teach. From Arlene. Okay, Arlene. Thank you for writing the text message to us. Another one says, Hi, Naya. 
My understanding of the verse in Quran regarding a man being a protector for a woman is referring to a father, husband, brother, and son. Men are expected to be the leaders in their homes. Every man on the street does not have an authority over a woman. It's MB. Thank you, MB. Another one says Genesis 2 verse 20 to 23 describes how Genesis 1 verse 26 to 28 took place. The woman was created as a help for Adam. That is her mandate. BM. Okay. Thank you very much, BM, again. Another one says, if you can't follow the prophets no matter what, please leave it and go elsewhere. It applies in hell too. So don't try negating it by introducing different social times. All right, Fatima, you wanted to respond to ZD. ZD suggesting that the lapse of time, the passage of time, negates the relevance of Scripture. In this case, the Quran. We ignore what the Quran says because of the changing times. And you were uh, eager to respond there. Go ahead. Fatima's gone. All right, okay. Apostle, you wanted to All respond right. um, uh, yeah. to Madwaka oh. there, suggesting My. that uh, you suggesting that the Bible is the blueprint is My actually goodness. the blueprint for disorder and uh, <laughs> barbarism. I, I think there are a whole lot of issues to respond to. I mean, one of the issues that was raised was around the existence of God, and one of the the the, the listeners uh, wanted to suggest or lack that thereof. or lack thereof, um, and somebody tried to ju- suggest that because you can't see God, He doesn't exist. Well, you know. You can't see oxygen either, but uh, he should try not breathing and find out whether oxygen exists. Or does he even believe in oxygen (laughs) since he can't see it? I guess oxygen, you know, but I mean, we don't want to get into those debates. Uh, I think when you debate with um, others who are pronounced atheists or whatever it is, it's going to take a much longer session than what we've been allocated. All I would say to those who don't believe in God is just take a look around you. And if you think that there was just a big bang theory and explosion and all of creation just came into being without there being a creator, then I would suggest that maybe you go and have another thing. But to our point, they're suggesting that when you're saying the Bible is the blueprint for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting to that. I mean, the the other thing I just quickly before I address that, if you'll allow me, Naya, is the issue of um, the relevance of the Word of God because that was raised also in terms of how relevant is it for today, um, but in respect of the Quran. Now, what I would like to say in support of the Bible is that, um, you know, the Bible spoke to issues that even happened 2,000 years ago. So as to the aspect of changing or editing or amending the Word of God because women are working today, I would like to suggest that women like Deborah were already working. Deborah, the Bible tells us in Judges, she was not only a prophetess. She was also a judge. She was a working woman. And she was also a wife. Very bad so. phrase, working woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You it, want, it, it, why it, don't you propose it, 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 to? It, 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 oh, oh, I it, see it, where you're saying. Yes, okay, yes, I see yeah. where you're going to. <laughs> yeah. I, you see how society has changed yes, definitions it has as morphed well. things, yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, all I'm saying is that um, Proverbs 31 also envisages a woman who is functional, um, employed, um, has a business and working. So for me, the word of God does not need to be amended. In fact, the Bible says all things shall pass away. 
but the word of God shall remain. Why? Because we believe that the Bible is inspired, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So in, in the you, Bible. Can't, you can't amend and edit and copy and paste as you wish that, oh, today I don't like this scripture, you know, and I'm going to copy and paste and take this out and amend it to the way I like. Hence he calls so, it a blueprint for barbarism. Well, that that's his view. But what I would like to say on that, because there's so many remember, things. Remember, gonna... society, including our constitution, regards anyone who is homophobic as a barbarian yeah, of but, sorts. Yeah. And that is why he's saying if you as a Christian community do not agree to the fact that hom- uh, homosexuals have got the right to be, well, here, then here, you're homophobic the and therefore a barbarian. I, I don't want to take a lot of discussion on this, but here's the thing. What I understand the word phobic, phobia, means you either have a fear of something yes. or you, you could even have a hatred of something. Correct. As far as I know, there's nothing in the Bible that suggests any of that. It doesn't suggest fear and it doesn't suggest hatred. And that's, right. that's about as much as I'm going to say. All now, right. on that, on the barbaric issue, let me just say and throw this out to the person out there. By God's grace, you know, God has taken me through school yeah. and, and law degrees and, and international um, exposure to the extent that yes. I'm, uh, by his grace, on international forums, talking and speaking to world leaders and, and, and consulting with them. I, I want to give I, Fatima an opportunity to yeah, I, I just because we have two minutes remaining. I hear you. All right. On this point, I want to say that it's by the word of God that I've gotten where I've gotten. Got it. By got it. using it, the Bible as an original blueprint to empower myself Let, and my children. Let's give Fatima the opportunity to speak okay. also. Fatima, um, the question I was asking is, we have people alleging that because of the passage of time, because of the changes in times, uh, therefore the Quran is irrelevant and therefore we should not be finding any mandate from the Quran. Society is mandate enough for any gender, which is equality. You see, uh, uh, um, the Quran was for that time and the time and for the time still coming. The, the Quran is for all times, for all times. God and and the, this is the Quran is the word of God. It is not a wor- the word of any human being, as God explains in the so many places in the Quran that that it is His word. He is the one that is high in authority. I understand. And and, and we have ZD suggesting that the Quran is rendered irrelevant because it no longer reflects the times that we live in. No, no, it's not like that. The time, the everything that happened in that time is relevant for for today and for tomorrow. Everything that the Quran comes with, that is our life. Our life is based on the Quran. Everything that life needs you will find in the Quran so effectively you're you're saying that we still need to find a mandate where there is no relevance in finding a mandate there is a mandate God wants us God says that is his ultimate mandate. I have created jinn, that means the jinn, and mankind to worship him. That is his ultimate mandate, to worship him. Worship does not only mean that we must pray. Everything that is of good deed, everything that we are doing that is good for me our family, for everything, for everybody, that is worshipping. We need to know that it's God and we are the slave of God. All right, we're going to end it right there to both of our guests. Thank you very much for agreeing to come through and give us your insights. Let me just point this out. Both last week when we were talking to men and about men, and this week when we're talking to women and about women, we seem not to have a direction as to what then 
shall we do? As men or women, we seem to have the same duties, and therefore, whoever may be saying we need to have a clear role for men or women is not speaking from Scripture. From me, Nayelu Pondon, and the team, have a wonderful day and Godspeed. Up next, the news at 11 with Kirat Lala.